Hello, hello. Duncan is the first one here. And before we forget, Anna, hello, welcome. Anna has a book. <laughs> right out the gate. Well, Duncan was super late last time, so. I know. He set his alarm today. Um, oh, that's a bunch of emojis that I don't know. I do want to say, so we're going to put Anna on blast real quick. She does have a book if you guys want it. Uh, the link is down below. And she was the seller spot seller spotlight right? Did I yes, say the Seller Spotlight podcast. Um, and I was I, sort of focusing in the episode about like being a therapist in my, my former life, my former career, and sort of the things that translate to working on eBay. <laughs> We're having an eBay store from being a therapist and working uh -huh. with people. So kind of interesting. I actually haven't listened to it yet, but I loved talking to Georgia. Like she's awesome. And we had a great talk. So I was like, however they edit this, it'll be great. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Did you come down and visit you or did you do it when we were out? No. At it was afterwards, but it was just remote. Oh, okay. So like over the, well, did they like send you a mic or something? Actually, no, because I have podcasted before. So I have my own gear, but, but they will send you a mic if you don't have one. Fun fact. <laughs> I know, um, Brian and I can't, oh, Brian and Griff, we were talking, cause I was on the podcast, um, their podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, they have a follow-up. And I was like, oh, you'll fly me back out. And they're like, no, <laughs> I was like, like, not exactly. <laughs> um, so very exciting news. If you guys don't follow Anna, go check that out. Check out her, um, social media content as well. We are here wow. for general question and answers. I have quite a few questions. <laughs> great to chat about and I know you do as well but the yeah. first one I want to bring up before I forget because it's like currently happening right now and I'm interested oh. in your perspective Duncan's everybody else we'll see if I even know about it <laughs> uh, well no I just have like a what would you do on eBay thing oh, okay. and I'm like well it's happening I should ask people I'm trying to find the banner for people to ask questions okay got you um so international shipping and this actually was on the thing international shipping program is here Yes. It's on my listings now. Um, it's a slow rollout. I'm doing, I did a video, so it'll come out in like a week or two. You guys can see like what it's all about. It was not currently on this listing. <laughs> so oh. it's at eBay. It was sold in like December. It's international. So, you know, they just got it. It's been like a month or whatever. Um, and I do international standard yeah, eBay international standard shipping or something. Yeah, whatever. Not the GSP, but so that's what we're sitting yeah. with. It. It's like a fifty dollars pair of shoes. They probably paid fifty dollars to ship it as well. Yeah. Uh, and then a pair of shoes, pair of boots. I got an email today from them saying, "Hey, I got them. The heel is like completely ripped off," um, which I would not send. Consent. Yeah, and if like if I did, it would have been disclosed, right? Like I right seller, right? Um, and they said that they're going to leave me negative feedback unless they get all of their money returned. Okay. Well, that's called feedback extortion. And mm -hmm. also you don't have control over whether they get all their money returned because half of their money went to an entity that never passes through your account because it's duties and ship and customs and international shipping stuff. So you get the money for your shipping label and that's it. The rest of it gets paid to someone else. So you can't even guarantee that they get their money back. Oh, All so if I did give a return, they wouldn't even get the full shipping back. Well, I don't know. I think it's up to eBay whether they do or not. But I would just tell them you need to go through the formal process to open a return case because that's the only way you have a shot at getting all of your money back. I don't even have control over that. Yeah. So that's one thing. But also I would ask them to send a picture of the packaging that they received the item in because if eBay repacked it and broke it when they repacked it, you will know whether that was your packaging or not. Oh, true. True. 
So, well, so what I am concerned with is they're filing it as an item not as described. Right. They haven't opened a return yet. Right. And normally I'd be like, open a return. I have free returns. Like, just yeah. do that. But with this, I'm like, well, what do I do? Because if they open a return, they open it as item not as, not as described. Right. eBay is going to push it through. And now I'm having to pay for the shipping. And the shipping is $50. Right. So like to me, I've had, I've had this happen one time in the past and the item one wasn't as much um, that I just gave them their money back because I was like, I can, we can go through the whole return and I can pay for it. And I'm paying yeah. $30. Thing. Yeah. But did they send you a picture? They did. Okay. So it really is broken. I mean, but you're like, it wasn't broken when I sent it. <laughs> and so. the... The human side of me wants to be like, well, this is wrong and I don't yeah. agree with it. The business part of me wants to say, just here's your return. Move along. Report you as a buyer and move on with my life. Because right. I, I messaged eBay and was like, what are my options? Yeah. Um, and they essentially were like, well, they haven't done it. They haven't filed a return yet, so we can't do anything yet. But we always suggest that you work with the buyer. And if it's not as described, essentially, we will push it through if they. Yeah. It and you're not covered because it's an item not as described. And then I'm not covered. So if it was like free return or return, then it would um like you could get the 50% off if it was a false. But I don't think that's true on um international. international. Right? right. And like I'm also not hundred percent sure how like insurance works on like across the different international options. Like I think that's something the new programs hopefully supposed to be streamlining, but I don't know. I probably would have done the same thing and just been like, Hey, eBay, what do I do? Cause this is, I did not send this messed up and what can be done, you know? Yeah. And they didn't, I'll probably just give it back. If you guys are watching and want to pipe in Duncan, um, Duncan has a couple questions and this actually, unless there's something pressing that you wanted to talk about, but we kind of started this the last like 30 seconds last Friday. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, we'll pick it up next week. So I think oh, it's- Well, I'm glad you remember that. I guess I did not. Um, I, I remember it because I was actually chatting with Duncan last night about oh, it. Oh, perfect. Like, make sure to bring this up. And then he asked him this. So Duncan's keeping us honest here. Thanks, Duncan. So he, he's saying, and I did a video last week or this week where my fees are like 27% right now because of promoted listings. Um, but it's the only way that I can get- the sales that I used to have. And so yeah. he's asking, is eBay forcing sellers to use promoted listings or they get no sales? I don't know if they get no sales, but it definitely makes it more competitive. It's like another lever for competition. But I guess like, like what you kind of said, I think you said this at the end last time of like, well, we'll just wait till all the other resellers quit and then, <laughs> and then we'll be back in the corner, you know? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's like, I guess, I guess in theory, like if everyone continues selling and continues increasing their promotions, then yeah. But I don't know if that's realistic to expect that, that there won't be other things at play and like other dynamics there. Yeah. And I don't know that it's, and this is a struggle that I have is everyone is like, oh, it's eBay forcing you to do this. eBay yeah. is really bad. And I don't think it is eBay. I think no. I mean, they're offering the service. They're offering a marketing, right? Um, we can pay to market our stuff in a newspaper. We can pay to market our stuff on, like you could put ads on social media and pay for right. that. They're giving us the service. I think 
we are doing it to ourselves essentially, right? Like if yeah. we all start promoting it, then the trending keeps going up and up to stay where it's yeah. at. And I think also, especially in my realm, women's fashion, it's so saturated. Yeah. It just keeps going up and up and up. Cause someone's like, well, I'm going to do nine and now nine's the new normal. And so then half of the people, you know, like just right. on top when you have millions of sellers. Um, yeah. Well, and I guess like they're just, <laughs> None of them are easy, like, you know, free lunch kind of things, but like anything that affects your, um, that like, uh, uh, what am I saying? That like affects your sell through, you know, there are other, there are sort of not equal opposites, but like there's other factors that you could, other levers you could pull, like, okay, well then just find rarer inventory that doesn't have as much competition. Well, that's difficult and challenging, of course. You know, if we could all find the expensive rare stuff all the time, we wouldn't have to worry about promoting listings as much, right? Yeah, but yeah. Like, that's a valid point for people who are new to promoted listings. Yeah. So, like, just to dig a little bit deeper on yeah. this point here. So, promoted listings, like, I'm in women's fashion and there's a million pairs of jeans. So, for me to be seen the most in all these different realms, I yeah. promote my listings. If you are buying some rare thing and you're the only item on there, it, you're the only one there. So, you yeah. don't have to pay. But now, to Anna's point, or, hours sourcing for that right. one. Or, like, you know, I, I mean, this is more, it's more complicated than I'm about to say it, but like, for me, that was part of my strategy starting my store five years ago, having a huge inventory. Like I don't have to, I list it and forget it, right? I don't have to tinker with anything. I don't have to like spruce up my listings every six months. I don't sell similar. I didn't do anything. I'm just like, keep piling on more. Eventually everything sells. And you know, if my sell through is 2%, you know, or 3%, like, well, two or three percent of twelve thousand items is a lot more than two or three percent of one thousand items. That was my logic, right? And wow. now I know there's a lot more nuance to it. But when I was starting, I didn't know any of that, and so that was my strategy. And it worked to a point, you know. But also, like I'm saying, it's multifactorial, and there's all these other uh, layers to consider. But and just, I think if you're gonna like, kind of like buck against um, promoted listings at all, instead of seeing it as a tool that you can or can't use. Like, make sure that you've looked at your other options for how you can increase your sell through and increase your visibility. You know, it makes me think of like your local accident attorneys who have like 10 million billboards on the highway in your area. Like, if you get in an accident, who are you going to think of? Like, that person whose billboard you've seen nine gajillion times, like, it's going to be, you know, that they've paid for that promotion. <laughs> so, right, right. Where they're not the only lawyer in town, but the other lawyers. Are probably getting traffic a different way or charging more per hour or have right. a higher asp <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, <laughs> so i wanted to touch on something too because you said you know five years ago you were doing this strategy and i think five years ago things have changed dramatically oh for sure so i think some of it's just like your strategy is changing but i also think i was talking with duncan about this last night that you margins are getting slimmer and slimmer, not just from promoted listings, but like thrift stores yeah. are starting to somewhere and we're getting, Oh, I want to say this too, because next week, uh, Lori and Yinka are coming on. Yes. 
Um, so they are, well, Yink is a lawyer. I don't think Lori is, but she works with government relations from eBay about all the stuff that's happening uh, in legislation right now and how difficult yeah. it's going to start getting for us as resellers. But you get a lot of, sorry, that just clicked as I was going to say this point too. You get um, the bigger companies are coming in and they're taking some of it away from us. Um, yeah, promoted. Like it's all just getting harder. It's getting oversaturated. I think yeah. a lot of people during COVID were like, oh, I can just sell things out of my house. Like these resellers on social yeah. media make it look so easy. Um, and that's my strategy is like, just wait for them to all fall off. Well, and also that's true. Cause there's, it's not like a quick and easy buck. Like that's real. Like sometimes a, any, a certain item is, but like the overall business is not, if not, if you want to be like steady and sustainable, but you know, also like there are business expenses across the board. So like, if you're like, oh man, now I feel like I've been, you know, kind of like painted myself into this corner where now I have to promote a certain amount. Well, like maybe you can recoup that somewhere else. Like just for example, one of the things that's on my list for 2023, once I get moved is to secure some sources of free shipping materials that I don't have here that I think I could probably find there just in the kind of smaller town environment. And that's like something that maybe I don't spend a ton of money on it, but you know, 50 or a hundred dollars a month, like I could put that money towards promoting my listings and selling more. So, you know, like I would, I would lean into it in that way, but. That's smart. And I, so I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a very complex topic as you're yeah. going into. Um, I don't, I don't see it as like the big bad ebay's out to get all of our money i think they're giving us one extra tool to help and then like yeah. you said we had to figure out how to fit it into our business i do think it does make it a little bit harder for like the smaller type sellers because it's harder for them to absorb yeah. those and it's costs. like another thing you have to like kind of master and like really understand and know how to apply mm -hmm. it to your situation yeah. and and change how you apply it to your situation as your situation changes like yeah. Yeah. They added so I'll do a video on it, but I was noticing in the promoted listing dashboard, they added a new metrics and it's like I don't remember what it was a return on investment basically. But they oh, yes, I meant to I almost texted you about that because I was like, <laughs> that's so interesting. Like the average return on your dollar that you spend. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's very smart on eBay's um yeah. Probably because you can see that you're actually making money off of doing yes. this. Yeah. Um, because too often we're focused on like, oh, my fees have gone up 27%. And I talk to yeah. my husband about this probably on a weekly basis. And and I think I did a video too, but he's and like, he loves it. He is here for it. <laughs> yeah, so he does, he actually does all the bookkeeping. So like the financing part of it, he will talk yeah. to depth about. Um, but you know, he's like, You but you spent 27% to make a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. Like it, we have to flip how we think about it, but I do think if it goes up to like 50%, like that's our entire margin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So like, like, that. Right. right. So you have your limits for sure. But you know, that's, that's another thing. It's like in a lot of places, your, your margins are getting slimmer because your sources are charging more, but maybe there's ways to get you know, your, uh, your margins back or a way to, to increase your margins in the first place. Like, I don't know, there, there could be, but you know, you have, do need to know your numbers, friends. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no. I always like to like dig that point in whenever relevant. Um, especially well, like always relevant. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I agree. Anyway. Um, okay. I think we've, unless people have questions, I think we've dug that one in real deep. Great.
Uh, it's Duncan. this weekend. So happy birthday, Duncan. If I could sing, I would sing you a little tune. I feel like we need like a little happy birthday, like. Yes. Maybe Duncan that. should write and record a birthday song that we can use henceforth for anyone else whose birthday it is. Yes. Yes. I like it, Duncan. Uh, just looked at my eBay quality listings report. Friends, this is going away to, um, if you didn't know, the yes. February 28th, I think is the day. Um, pull it. I don't know that pulling it every day is going to be helpful, but I would pull it once or twice before, especially if you're a new seller. Just yeah. like the quality listing report, the same as before, they want 30-day returns, offers on all items, 67% promoted listing for all, and skew for new items, um, not obeying. So what I'm going to say about this is, again, this isn't eBay being big, bad. You have to do these things to sell on their platform. The it, listing quality report just compares your listings to the top 10% of sellers. Right. So the people who are in the top of your category are doing these things. Right. And if you want to know how to be competitive, this is what you know. But if you don't care, then you don't care. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to do it. eBay's not saying if you don't do these, we're not going to sell your items. But if you're in like women's fashion and like top 10% of women's fashion is like 20,000 people. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. So if I want to even be remotely close, then I better get on these things. Yeah. If you're in a category that has two things in it, I mean, no. Right. Um, okay. I have a few things that are in those kind of categories, but most of my stuff's pretty like, you know, has, has a healthy amount of competition. I will say that's why I promote almost all my listings. It's got to be. So I've done a couple of things and I wanted to talk to you about it too, because I have 2000 listings. Um, you have 12,000 listings doing things like promoting your listings. You do it by category. I do it across okay. the board, all inventory. And if I, if I set parameters, it's like the price point of the item. So like my mm -hmm. stuff, that's like over a couple hundred dollars. I don't promote as highly as I do everything that's under a couple hundred dollars. But how do you go in? Like logistically, I'm just thinking about the time that it takes to do anything because they do have parameters, but it still is time consuming, right? Well, not really because it's kind of like when you do a sale on your store and you- Well, so this is where my question comes from. Okay, is okay. How you run a sale um, because mm -hmm. you can either blanket, there's two options, right? You can either blanket everything. Yeah. Minus price point. Or you can do 500 at a time. Right. So I generally- always just do a blanket but i might do like a couple different blankets uh, for different cross sections based on price point <laughs> okay because that's the only filter that they have right if you blanket. um i think so or like new and used yeah i think you can do new and used which is useless to me yeah yeah me too um so i'm asking this because i was doing sales based off of time because i never did sell similar Right. So I've had it for three years. I will discount 25%. Right. But then you're doing 500 at a time. And granted, it, you know, it took me maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I did it. Yeah. Wasn't forever. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm doing so similar now. Hmm. So like my new listings could be, could be the oldest thing that you have. And so I was like, I'm just going to try a blanket statement. Hmm. The only thing I don't like is like my new newest listings. I don't necessarily want on sale right away, but I don't know a way. Oh yeah. I wonder, I thought there was some kind of a setting for that, but I, I don't know. I kind of price everything to like be on sale and it takes a while. Like part of it, well, for me, it's like, you can only have 10,000 things in 
a sale at a time, right? Like that's the maximum. And so there's always like a few things that are not on sale because they are not in the first 10,000 based on whatever. So, um, Oh, so for you, it kind of automatically does it. Well, yeah, because it's like, then if I list anything new, it's got to wait in line to get into the 10,000, you know, but. And I don't have 10,000. Someone's saying you can uncheck a box. So I'm actually going right now to look at it. Yeah, check it out. So I was like, that sounds familiar. Like there's a thing you can do that says like, don't like adjust it for, I can't remember what it says because I never use it. I just have seen it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to share my screen and we're going to walk through this together. Perfect. I'm going to put my glasses on in that case. Oh, that's I can actually read what's happening. Wow. Sorry about my hair being crazy today. Oh, mine's like a... Mine's so poofy. I don't understand. Down here. I need a haircut. That's what it is. (laughs) Oh, yes. If it's at the ends, you need it. Okay. So that's us. Is this it? Can you see it? Yes. Okay. So let's see. This is what I usually do. Okay time off offer free shipping on discounted items no so i'm going to leave this on okay and do select items okay so for those who are following i have a full video on how to do a sale if you guys are watching for that purpose i'm going to go through it quickly but the over here you can select 500 items and you can do so many more filters and then over here mm-hmm. we're talking about where you just do like the blanket um so it says want to exclude something yeah you can exclude specific items which i don't want to do yeah. that. I don't care that much. So I click eBay categories. Oh, it won't let me do it because I I have a sale running right now. Oh, really? I do all inventory when I do mine. I don't know if that will. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You're right. But then, yeah. Oh, so what is the filter add? Is that newer used? New yeah. manufactured before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the it's like the the thing I'm thinking of says something like block revisions for blah, blah, blah. And it's on like the last page. Okay. So we're going to pretend like we're doing a sale. It might make you choose. Something. Don't let me. Not. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay, include skip or new items when they qualify. So you could just uncheck that and then the new items won't qualify. Oh God, you guys are so smart. Yes. Oh yeah, and then the block revisions was the one under it, which I don't care about either one of those. So that's why. Well, so for other people watching, because that was helpful for me. So if you yes. don't want a new item, so my items that are listed that week until I run another sale won't right. go on. Yes. Boom. Okay. Keep items in the sale and block revisions for price increases. So Libs 307. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, Sarah. Got yes. any other? Can we solve the rest of the world's problems real quick? Yes, if you guys have questions we can answer, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, yeah, typically. <laughs> yes, oh, that was awesome. Okay, that was my one question. The pocket, we can be done. I'm just kidding. You're like, <laughs> um, let's see. I have a philosophical question towards the end because it kind of plays into. I always like your little things at the very end. Um, You're like making me save a brain cell for the very last minute. That's okay. The very end of the day on a Friday. On a Friday. So your ASP is going up? Yes. Okay. So let me give a little backstory here. So from about December, which I mentioned this, I think last time too, but from about the week of Christmas until the middle of January, I was traveling or super sick or otherwise had my handling time long because of chaos (laughs) and holidays. Um, So... 
this is finally like this week is finally the first like normal week of sales because also I don't know if this is true also I'm curious what you think about this but um I was told by a growth advisor at some point that basically when you're on time away you know time away just adds handling time to whatever handling time you have assigned in your listings be it per listing or business policies right it just adds on to it and it dynamically changes as your time away goes on and it's great but if you have that on basically they told me your promoted listings are doing nothing because they're not going to promote things with a super long handling time so my question is like well then okay so i so so i did this little experiment (laughs) kind of i didn't really analyze any data about it but i was like well if that's true then, you know, my sales shouldn't be abysmal because usually when I have time away on, I just leave everything as it is. I leave my promoted listings on. I'm like, whatever. Um, but I turned off my promoted listings and I turned on time away and I sold like <laughs> nothing. Like I got some of the days, January 1st, I sold zero items. Yeah, which for and, you, it's not. Yeah. No, it just, it just never happens. And so when I was actually back in Georgia, I turned it back on. I turned everything, you know, my time away went off. I turned my promoted listings back on. And now it's like, it took a few days, it kind of feels like, but now things are kind of back to a normal level where my average like daily sales has been over $300 a day again. And it was like scraping the bottom of the barrel the whole time I was gone or sick or whatever. And so, but that, but one thing that I noticed is that even when I was like barely selling stuff, it was all like really low dollar stuff. And now everything's back in gear and, you know, I'm selling clothes that are 50 and $60 and, you know, shoes and a couple things over a hundred dollars. Like that's all just finally started happening again this week after about almost four whole weeks of not. So So like you had promoted listings turned off the entire time. Yeah. I think it was. It was about a week, about a week of it when I was truly traveling is when I turned it off. Oh, so then you did have some time when you had time away, but you still had promoted listings on. Yes. So I would be interested to see what your chart looks like for your promoted listings and see if, like, if you had, you'll be able to see like what it's promoting it at and the traffic you're getting from it. And then when you turn time away off, if it completely tanks it, then what the growth advisor is saying is true. Yeah. I would venture to say that's not the case because you were doing better. You yeah. were still doing okay. It I mean, like it was much worse when I turned off my promoted listings also. So I'm about to go in 10 days. I'm closing on a house in Illinois. <laughs> and uh, during that, I'll be gone for a week again. So I'm going to leave promoted on and put time away on and like have that to compare it to basically. So, yeah. Well, you can okay. go in and look at like the historical data too. Yeah. And yeah, I need to see whenever the last time I had time away on and I didn't turn it off. I don't remember when that was, but it was, oh uh, yeah, I guess it was probably in November. So maybe, maybe so. Maybe I can look at it. I'm trying to, I don't do time. I like never take time. Um, I think the only time since I've been selling on eBay that I've actually like done a time away was when we did eBay open. Oh yeah. Oh, and then we did a vacation, but then I just extended the handling time. Yeah. Um, I didn't do time away because I don't think it was. Yeah. Either it was new. I don't know what it is. I um, love I really like time away. I was really bummed when I was told that about the promoted listings just not working because I was like, man, everything about it is so great. It changes dynamically. It sends a message to people every time they message you. Like, it's great. 
um you know and there used to be like vacation mode where there's just like a banner at the top of stuff that yeah. said you were on vacation but it didn't like alert people that your handling time was longer and it it was always a pain so I love it but well and I prefer it too because if you're like on a legit vacation or you're going to close on a house you don't want to worry about it yeah you go in every day and remember to change the handling which doesn't take long but it is still something that you have to do every yeah day. it's like another little task for sure I think it's probably the promoted but I don't know. That's interesting. I know. Um, Dibs is asking, what do you do for health insurance? Um, I have health insurance through my husband's job, which I always did. Even when I had my practice, I didn't have my own. Yes, ditto. Um, which is one of the, so we've talked about, my husband works in corporate America and he's kind of like corporate America burnout. <laughs> he's like, you know, what happens if like you're like, you took off on the business and I stayed home with the kids. Like you could work a lot more if we did it together. And I'm like, do you know what health insurance for five people costs? <laughs> I like seriously. I'm like, if we did that, a lot, <laughs> yeah, we would have to go get like a part time job at Target or something, like strictly for the health insurance because yeah. that's the highest cost. So I think when people do this full time, if they don't have, yeah, someone who has health insurance, um, yeah, or like a single person, and they can be a little bit more risky with it. Yeah, it's true. It's like that's a huge factor. I mean. Yeah. Also, though, working part time at Target sounds great. I would do that. I know. He would probably do like buy or something, GameStop, some dorky. GameStop. Yes. <laughs> I would be like, let me restock shelves. That's all I want to do. Uh, when does Friday live start? I thought it was one PST. Does it change week to week? Um, so it's, yeah. So it's 145 Mountain Standard, which would be yeah almost one o'clock. But today we did a little early because we are leaving um, on it, me being me, <laughs> like me, my family, we, not me and Anna together. I'm um, going to crash their vacation. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> you can't. We, we do an experience for Christmas. And so uh, it, we're going away to the mountains this weekend. Uh, so we're picking up the kids a few minutes early to get up and miss traffic. Um, so I know normally it's 1.45, but we did start early today. Um, you can, so I usually book them out for like a month and what I do for myself too is hit the notifications so I don't forget my own lives. Um, but you can go in and hit the notifications and then you'll be notified when it happens. How high are you promoting Anna? 57%? How did you know? I'm just kidding. Um, no. So vast majority of the store, I think the cap is at like 18 or 20%, which is really high, but you have to remember I'm in semi-liquidation mode because I'm getting ready to move. So when I get to where I'm going, it's going to not be that high. <laughs> but, what do you think we're going to stabilize at? Like one, two? I don't know. I, I probably need to look at like what most of my items, like what the average is for the across the whole store and put it a couple points above that. I'm thinking probably like 14 or 15% still. Yeah. I'm at like, so over the holidays, because I was like, I'm hitting that hundred thousand gross. I'm, I'm going to do it. I think I went up to like 25%. I was like, just whatever. Um, and now I'm teetering. I'm messing with 15% to see if that's going to be. Yeah. It's still a lot though. Cause then it pushes you over 20% total fees. Um, yeah. Can you run multiple sales at the same time? If you, I don't know, but like say sweaters, 10, 25% jeans, 10% or 10%. Yes. So, because you can just do it by category, right? Yeah. So, like the screen that we showed maybe five minutes ago, you would 
pick the one on the left that says um, select the items. And then you can, the select the items, you can only do 500 at a time, but you can go in and you can do like age, you can do categories, you can do, or you could do like a blanket statement too on the categories, right? I think so. Yeah. I know for, I know for up to 500, you can, cause that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I am a blanket girl, so I don't know a lot of the other details. I never use them. <laughs> and I use the other one. So I know you can in the other one. How many items in your eBay story, Anna? Where are we sitting at? Are you items, items we're sitting at 12,500. Listings, we're sitting at about 11,500. Oh, so you're, where do you think you're going to be when you move? Where are you trying to get to? I mean, hopefully under 11. Yeah. To fit it all on the yeah. top. Which, can I just show you? This is what I've been doing all week, you guys. This is me reorganizing my bins and putting new a new label system on all 300-something bins. So, it's been a That's fun time. Awful. What, like, what are you changing? Because the, so, it's going to be a different setup? Yes. It's going to be a really different setup. It's going to be all in my basement. And the ceilings are pretty low. And so, it's going to be a lot of, like a few stationary shelves and everything else is going to roll. So I'm going to have to like roll things out of the way all the time to like really pack it in like sardines, which works fine. And I've been test driving it in my storage units and it's going well. But that means... You're not like guns, though. Huh? You're not like guns. Yeah. From, I mean, to move because how many... hiding underneath this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of like pushing and pulling shelving but it works and it's really efficient for space um but basically the way it is now i can have my bins in numerical order and the shelving like stacks i'm going to have there are so compact that it's going to make more sense trust me on this one it's going to make more sense to do like here's shelf a and on shelf a is like bins a1 through a16 or whatever and then like by basically by shelf letter, um, they always roughly stay in order, but like that block of all the A bins, like say, you know, they don't have to be like, here's A1, here's A2, here's A3, yeah. here's A4, 5, 6. Like they don't have to be neurotically in exact order, but the only place they could possibly be if they have an A on them is on that A shelf. So it's like a quick and dirty kind of way to like find a bin, but it's like, there's still some macro structure to it a through at this point it's a through like t or something i think i have 20 shelves. and then you'll keep all the shelves like a it'll go a b c like those will always yeah. those will always be in order but within the shelf they don't have to be in exact order that's because of how much everything has to move around because because now it even will bother me when i'm like oh you know bin 41 is is empty so it's missing and like now i have to like fill that exact size of bin to put in to plug in that hole or I have to shift every single thing around like it's just like annoying so I don't shift it around but then I'll have a weird bin in a random place for a while because everything's not exact and the real kicker is there's three different bin sizes so that's part of why it needs to be more flexible within each shelving unit but that's super nerdy <laughs> oh no I think it's really helpful because someone last week and I think you are going to talk about it someone last week had a question like a specific question about the system. I think oftentimes people talk like a high level, like I have a bin system, but it's helpful to hear like, yeah, like how does it specifically work? Piece of it. Yeah. I never thought that there could be anything that would be more efficient than just numbers in order, but 
it turns out <laughs> that there are multiple layers to consider and this is actually going to be quicker and easier to identify things um so i'm kind of excited about it but i have had to like relabel every single bin go in my spreadsheet and change all of those bin numbers with search and replace which isn't a huge deal no. but it's but it's a it's a project and then you know physically look through and see if there's any anomalies or any like think little hiccups that happened go back out double check in person and make sure there's no anomalies or weird little hiccups that happened so that was what i did today i was cleaning house and you know answering mystery questions of the a couple little anomalies that i found but everything is well and now i just have to update my spreadsheet one final time so that all sounds very awful i did turns <laughs> away today because I hate doing that. And I was like, I should, because I remember you saying this, I should put the return away and then make sure that it's on eBay as I put it away. Yeah. And then I was like, well, that sounds like something I don't want to do. <laughs> that sounds like me and bulk shipping. <laughs> oh my God, bulk shipping, Anna, come on. Which I did, I did try one time yeah. over a break and I still hated it, but I think I am going to keep trying it though. I'm going to see if there's a way that it can work for me. I probably just won't try it again until after I move because I'll have a much more spacious uh, shipping situation. <laughs> be well, easier to like line things up. Ship day. Didn't you try it like on a Monday? No, I, I did, but I have tried it on not a Monday since then. Oh, okay. Well, don't. So, okay. I'm also just stubborn, you know? And, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's so helpful though. Um, I feel like I was gonna say something else on that, but I don't remember now. How do I get your book, Anna? Link down below. Yeah, link down below or send me your address, Duncan, as I've mentioned multiple times. Um, let's see. A thousand listings at 57%. I'm so sure. Okay, so about 13% fee. So promoted listing 15%, running a sale 20%. That's almost 50% of your price. That's a lot of lost money. Is that just becoming the norm? Mm. Um so I will say promoted listings in if you're doing standard which we both do it's only on what sells right so it's not just like a blanket 15 percent off of everything right and like i do trending plus or minus so it's not always that but yes my fees are about 27 percent right now running a 20 percent off sale um that's you yeah that in your fee no no no, no. i think okay. he's just saying like what your price is at yeah. right um, but I think most people who run a sale price it according to running a sale. Yeah. Well, and also like, I mean, I don't know, 50% of your price, which I guess that means that the other 50% is your gross profit margin, which is incredible. Most yeah. most retail stores do not get 50% of their sale price as their profit margin. So that is a lot, but also like you're, I don't know. If you were in a traditional retail setting, it'd be way different. Yes. And I was looking at like just small businesses in general and most yeah. small businesses don't turn a profit for the first couple of years. Yeah. But also, yeah. And their first, um, or they're sitting around like 10%, like on, it was like the high right. percent. Right. And so I think we are used to, I think part of, I don't know, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think some of it is like social media obviously I'm on social media, so I can't say too much about this because I would be just saying myself, but where you see this, oh, I bought this for 99 cents or I picked this out of the trash and I like, that's yeah. not the norm. And yeah. I mean, I don't know all the people that do that. Maybe they're running these seller, but most people, most 2 million sellers on eBay mm -hmm. are not getting items for free and flipping them for $200. Right. That is, 
Right. <laughs> that is not the ex the regular expectation. But I will say, you know, I mean, I'm scrappy. I love to pay almost nothing for stuff. My average cost of goods is like 82 cents an item. Proud of it. Love it. But, you know, yeah, if you're selling something and you're like, if you're selling something and you're trying to double your money on it and then your fees and all that are taking 50% of your sale price away, that is a problem because <laughs> then you have like no profit margin. So, I mean, that's, that's one of those levers that you can work on as a reseller, like, okay, well, how can you get your profit margins to be healthier? You know, mm -hmm. if you're just selling stuff around your house and, you know, or you find something at the thrift store, that's the overpriced section of the thrift store or whatever. And you, you're like, oh, I could probably get double for this. Like, that's great. That is the time to consider, but how much am I going to have to promote it? You know, like, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's two cents, it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> but well, yeah. and there, so Duncan and Tommy are talking about like, oh, it was not yeah. good old days, this, that, and the other. But you also have to remember, like, a lot of it's a saturation of the marketplace. Yeah. There is, you're talking five, 10 years ago, there was eBay. Like, that was it. There's over 25 platforms that people can sell on. Yeah. So your competition just platform to platform is higher. And then yeah. you're getting all these, like, Lululemon has their own reselling platform. Uh, Louis Vuitton has their own reselling platform. Yeah. How yeah, like all of these companies themselves have their own re like the competition is getting higher and i mean not to get too into school here but what happens with supply and demand friends like i'm just everyone else to fail <laughs> that's my strategy yes Let's, uh, yeah yeah um all right let's see it is getting slimmer and i think you guys have to decide if it's worth it or not though i don't think it's headed that way at least for a while yeah what's your favorite ways to source Hmm. Wow. I haven't sourced in quite some time. <laughs> I actually have gone to the thrift store and like bought a handful of things here and a handful of things there, like in the last few months. Um, but I really think my very favorite thing is like the hole in the wall kind of places where maybe you do only come out with a handful of things, but they're like awesome things. Like there's a little place that shall remain nameless near my hometown in the middle of nowhere that their business during the week is that they do estate cleanouts and then they have a flea market on the weekends, which is really a permanent store that they just open and they're like clear out all of the crap that we clean, you know, got paid to clean out of these estates, right? That's just gravy for them because they're paid to clean out stuff and then they sell the stuff that's worth selling but they sell it for dirt cheap and almost never do I go there and not find something for like five dollars that I can sell for a hundred dollars like every single time because they have multiple estates worth of stuff new every week and they're just a volume seller they're just trying to get it out the door so that place that kind of place is like a diamond in the rough are they but, gonna they have like new inventory every week like you can yeah. start there when you move out there like oh yeah girl I'm I'm planning on it yeah nice I also love um, like church thrift stores or charity shops because they usually have whole congregations of very well-dressed people who donate things there for free and then they sell it for cheaper than Goodwill does. So I love those. Um, but probably my, huh? We don't really have those here. Really? No, we have like one or two. We have like a big chain that's kind of like it started that way, but it's turned into like a really big chain and oh. it's actually known more than um, Goodwill's. Like oh. more top there, but it and it goes like so it goes to help uh people with disabilities. Um, and they like oh. it's arc, 
You know what? Is there one in Boulder? Yeah, I'm sure. I think I went to the Boulder one once when I was there. <laughs> I think I have heard that Boulder actually has its own small uh, thrift shop. It's pretty good. Oh. But most of the shops, it's either a Goodwill or a, it's yeah. Art. I was going to say, this one was really big. I don't think it was a Goodwill, but it was like in a, something that looked like an old grocery store. So it yeah, probably was. Probably it. Yeah. Amazing. But then they price high. I mean, the, it goes back to a good cause, but they price this. No, but the Goodwill's worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ours are not great either. I don't know. They're actually the Illinois one's a little bit better that, than the one that's close to me here. But, um, but I really also love doing estate sales slash like estate auctions online where you bid on stuff online. And you just go pick it all up at once. I find that those are pretty good for either large lots of things that might have like secret hidden nuggets in them. That might be a lot of good bread and butter stuff for like super cheap. Like for example, I will buy a closet of men's clothes because I see a couple of leather jackets. And one of them is like a pristine leather Harley motorcycle jacket that sells for like $300. And I paid like $10 for a closet full of clothes. I might get rid of most of it. But there's a few things that I can tell from the photos might be really good. So that kind of stuff. And then also just like, what do you do with the stuff you don't want? Donate it. Okay. Cause yeah. I'm just thinking like all the time that it takes to go through. Cause I've been buying yeah. closets. Release it back into the wild. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. That is, it is like work, but you know, paying $10 for all of it is like, well, that, there you're putting in your sweat equity, I guess. But yeah. Um, right. Also yeah. things for like things that are not closed though. Also in those auctions, sometimes they'll just be like, Oh, nobody wants this weird random item. And if you research it and find like, Oh, this is actually a really valuable item. Just nobody in my area cares about it. Who's happens to be looking at this four day online auction that's local, you know, so you can find some really good higher dollar stuff that way too. And pay a little bit for it instead of, you know, a goodwill, it might be $50 and you might get it for five or $10 or something like that out of the comfort of your home too, if it's online, yes. right? you can do it, which is yeah. a benefit for people who like are doing it as a high or a side hustle and they can only source at night or on weekends or yes. Which like the one I use all the time in Georgia is called max sold max sold.com and um, like M a X, but it's not in every state, but it's in a lot of States, especially East coast. I like the not you. Yes, I like the thrift store. Um, I just enjoy it. I yeah. grew up thrifting. I grew up in Denver, so I know the thrift stores that I like. I know the staff <laughs> that I yeah. like. Um, and it's just a, a more enjoyable experience to me than like going to the. So here it's well, not here, but it's basically the bins or thrifting for me. Um, yeah. Garage sales for women's fashion isn't great. I've tried to state sales, but for like women's clothing, it's really hit or miss. Yeah. Like you spend all day going to like five or six and you maybe get, and a lot of it's like vintage. Yeah. Um, which I don't like to really, That's I just. Where, like, yeah. Something you can see online is so much better for that. Cause you can quickly see if there's anything you're interested in. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I have a, however, to Duncan's, I think fingers crossed, it's been a couple of <laughs> weeks. Um, I am working with someone who's sending me inventory. Uh, so she has a nonprofit and she gets like thrift stores donate stuff to her. She like buys a lot. Like she has so much stuff um, and she goes through and gives it to people who need it. Um, awesome. You know, so like if as a whole, you know, she's like people need things, even if they have a small little tear or stain or so she goes through all of the stuff anyway. But then other stuff, you know, she's like, I know what you like. I will pick items for you out of what I'm getting. And then um, 
So it's been working out because it's been delightful. It shows up on my doorstep once a week um, and I can take photos and then I can thrift when I want. Yeah. I was going to say for clothing, thrift store is my favorite too. I just don't focus exclusively on clothing. So I will go to a thrift store anytime, any day because I just love doing that. But yeah, if I'm trying to like, you know, supply my photographer with enough items, like I'm not just just going to go to a thrift store probably. Yeah. And that's part of my struggle too with going to the bins is you don't know. It could yeah. be a regular day and it could be a crap day. It could be a bust. Yeah. And you're spending the same amount of time. And you can't like when I go to the thrift store, I can say, okay, I'm going to go to these three categories. Yeah. And at the bins, you're just kind of, um, Sarah's it's alarm. So, it's so overwhelming. Yes. You guys heard the first alarm. Yes. Uh, all right. I want to get to a couple. If, did, was there anything else you wanted to bring up before? Because we are popping off at 2.30, probably a few minutes early, even if that's okay. I want to get a coffee before I get the kids. <laughs> Do um, it. Um, okay. I think great. Is it too late for coffee? Surely not. No. Well, I'll get a decaf. It's fine. Decaf. Oh, yeah. You're two, two hours ahead. Are you at four? Yeah. Uh, do you do calculated or flat rate shipping? Generally calculated. I did have a policy for a while that was the flat rate envelopes that I will never price wrong again. But um, it is too complicated for me to choose those. So I just calculate it. Now it's just calculated. And if they if I can use one of those and I can refund them the difference, sometimes I do if it makes sense to do. Yeah. And you have such a wide range of items. Yeah. That's why I'm a blanket girl. <laughs> um, I've heard that calculated is not always right. So I kind of from it. And I, my, what I sell and where I sell from makes it very easy to do flat rate. Um, I'm in the middle of the country. I sell either under a pound jeans that fit in a padded flat rate and maybe a couple items that are two to three pounds. Um, yeah. So there's like five different options and it's, you know, it's going to cost $4.99 if I do a first class, like I've kind of figured out right. five different options of what it's going to be. Um, and my virtual assistants know it. And it's, so I do flat rate for the ease of yeah. for me and also for the buyers. Um, but I think I'm able to do that because of what I sell and because I'm in Colorado. If you count free shipping as flat rate shipping, then 80% of my store has flat rate shipping. Because in that case, it's kind of the same. It's no. a little bit more of a range, but anything that's, you know, under a pound, like the most it's going to cost me is 628. So I just build the cost in on those things and, you know, don't charge the, the buyer. I think that does. Cause that's, I mean, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're just covering it. Yeah. Um, so Duncan's saying flat rate for lighter items. What I would say too is look at the categories that you sell in because you want to do what your competition is doing. If yeah, everybody look at your quality listings report. Yes, that too. Um, but like look up your item and if everyone is selling a pair of jeans and they're charging $8.99, you probably want to do something around what everyone else is doing, probably a little lower, like do $8.79. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We do have to pop up soon, but I have a, if you have any more questions, we have about five minutes. I do want, so I've been thinking about this um, as entrepreneurs or maybe our society, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's just me, but I, it always feels like there's like a constant pressure either from our, ourselves because we're entrepreneurs and we kind of put that pressure on ourselves or from like exterior, just society in general of like always having to be like growth mode and doing more and doing uh, better. Yeah. And I'm kind of just 
enjoy not doing things. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, but then yeah. I'm like, am I being, I don't know if lazy is the right word. Um, but I'm like, is my business like I don't have this constant like go, go, go. I have to do this. I have this new idea. I have to try this out. I have. And so then I'm like, well, is my business going to completely combust and fail? I don't think like, so. I constantly look at my numbers and I'm like, no, I'm like doing what I normally do, but it's not like this constant, like, yeah, angst, I guess, of like what to do and how to change this and how to, I don't know. I'm just trying to enjoy it, but I think it's um, more of a philosophical well, question. I think here's my philosophical answer to that. I already have it in the can. Um, growth isn't just about expansion. And I think that we're not exactly in the same spot with our businesses, but I think we are dipping our toes in similar waters where either what you're doing is working so well that there's no need to change it um, or, and, or probably but both. Feels weird, right? Right. Or yeah. because you're like, well, when is, you know, when am I going to wake up and realize, oh my gosh, it's not working and I wasn't paying attention anymore and blah, blah. Like, but I also think there are like, it's nuanced, right? It's like, we're streamlining things. You're finding a sourcer, you're eliminating pain points. Like instead of expanding out, it's like you're tending to what's already here with like greater nuance, greater attention to detail, getting your processes better, making things teachable. And the way that you are growing is reaching out to others, which I think is a natural extension of when you, when your house is in order, then you can reach out to others, you know, like, yeah. with all the stuff that you're doing on social and on here and everything like that. It's like, you aren't necessarily just like in some kind of grind where you're just trying to build a bigger and bigger and bigger business. It's still growth, but it's not necessarily expansion. That makes sense. Oh, I like that answer because I'm like, you see all these people and it's like, do I need to make my store bigger? And I'm yeah. like, I don't actually, like, I don't want to have a, a storage unit. I don't like, right. it's, it's all. Me neither. <laughs> I, and nothing against big stores. Get rid of mine. <laughs> nothing against big stores, but it's just like this. And I think, I mean, I like what you said too, and it's becoming more efficient. So I'm thinking like social media, YouTube videos. It used to take me five or six video, five or six hours to do one YouTube video. Girl. And now I'm at four years into it. I can crank out a YouTube video in 30 minutes. Exactly. And so, like, per hour. <laughs> right. Um, and I, my virtual assistant helps me as well. So, it, you know, I'm paying someone else to help, but it, like, I'm not learning yeah. anymore. I know the buttons to click, I know the like how it all works. And um, yeah. So, I think it's just being more efficient. Well, I just, I've been reading more and then I like start to feel guilty that I've, which is terrible because I love reading, but I'm like, should I be doing something more productive? Yeah. You're like, I'm not working right now. But, you know, it's like, you're going to feel like that because you're in a new, you're at a new stage. But it makes me think of like tattoos. I do have a bunch of, I'm working on a sleeve on this arm, right? So I have a lot of tattoos, but I think about like, okay, if you look at any one of these, they all have their outer limits, right? And it's like the artist who does them, he goes and he does the outline first. And then, you know, to make to make it better, to do more of the tattoo, he's not gonna just keep going out and out and out. He's yeah. gonna turn his attention inward and do the shading and do the coloring and like get all the details, you know, into the middle. and make it all come together and make it all work. And that's still part of the process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. See, this is where I like getting these. I knew you. Oh, I was ready today. My last brain cell hung in there for you. 
All right, guys, we are going to be here next week. Do not miss this or check the repeat or the replay. We're going to have Yinka on and Lori. They work with eBay's government relations. So they are in Washington lobbying on our part to help whatever is happening. Right. This is why we're having them because I yes, don't know. However, it affects small business because eBay is a bunch of small businesses. Yo. Yes, and they are working very hard on our part, and I want you guys to be aware of possible um, risks that they're up against, because if laws do go through, they could impact us, um, and we should know about it. So definitely make sure to hit that notification for next week. Have a wonderful week. Thanks yes. for having me. You're welcome. I'll see you later. You guys.